I spent my 24th birthday with the people I love For the diamonds, gotta see through the dust God, I know I ain't easy to love I just wish that Abdullah could have seen what we done I retired my mum Alright <coughs> Oh, fuck me Alright, hope you're all doing well Listeners, welcome to episode number 175 of the Calcio Podcast, Sam Adamo coming at you on this fine Monday, the 27th of June, 2022. This will be coming out probably very late later today on this Monday or Tuesday, depending on where you are in the world. So hope this episode finds you well. 7-1. 7-1. I mean, you guys have all probably been wondering what happened in the game last week that I was on the way up to in the car. In, you know, on that road trip with my teammates, we were saying that it would be great if we could hold them to a 5-2 result. If we could lose 5-2, that would be much more respectable than the results of past performances when we've gone on the road to that hellhole of a city known as Quebec City. The same result which Italy lost to Germany in a couple of weeks ago. Italian football fans were coming out like the state of football in Italy was in complete disarray and chaos. I thought, you know what, if we go up to Quebec City and our team loses 5-2, to two, that would be a very valiant effort. 7-1. That was the result in Quebec City. First start of the season in goal for the cultural podcast's one and only host, Sam Adamo, first start of the season, seven goals allowed. I might have saved three breakaways, and I think I probably made another two saves that I had no business making. It should have been 12 to 1. It should have been 12 to 1. We should have lost by more than a double digit margin in a football match. Um, what can you say? The team left me out to dry on defense. They'd be the first ones to tell you that. I mean, it was one of those weird games. Um, Raining very heavily, wet ball on a corner, should have punched a ball, slipped through my slipped through the palm of my hands, and and that was it. That was early in the game, and then after that, it was smooth sailing from there. But you know, you're down one nil, and it's uh, it's tough to come back from. You know, so I'll, I'll 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 admit fault on that one goal, right? Which none of you guys saw, but I'm describing the scene here. Should have punched because I knew the ball was wet, and uh, I couldn't quite get a grip to it, so it kind of yeah, it kind of cheated a little bit. And wound up conceding a corner as a result. It was it was it was a difficult ball, I suppose, given the conditions. Seven to one. So naturally, I was very upset. So I left immediately with a few teammates and uh, proceeded to have the worst Italian food that's probably ever been uh, served in Quebec City for the uh, fine people of Quebec City. Um, you know, they're uh, they're a happy bunch. They. Uh, they're not very um, they're not very well versed in Mediterranean cuisine. I think it's fair to say. You know, you think you're just going to get a pizza and get the fuck out of there. It's going to be quick. We wound up getting sucked into a sit-down meal. I was having a sit-down meal in a full kit that I didn't bother changing out of. So I didn't even look like a civilian. And you had a bunch of French-Canadian people trickling in for an early dinner on a Saturday at 5 p.m. in shirts and moccasins and stuff. Like they were going out. Like, uh, like they had somewhere to be, you know, like, like this was a real event. There was a dude there with his wife who had high heels on and a pedicure on and, you know, he looked ready 
to fuck her in the ass after dinner. It was one of those. It was like, eh, I'm taking you out to a nice meal. And it was, I mean, it was, it was, in a, it was a fucking crime against humanity. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do that Goombaism like hack thing. Uh, you know, fucking uh, nobody makes good Italian food. Guys, this was fucking bad. It was brutal. It was weird too because I was with a teammate's father who was very, uh, very cool guy, very kind, you know, in, in that he, he elected to drive me back despite the fact that I never actually met him. I only knew his son. So what am I going to do? Am I going to fucking start complaining being cynical in front of a, you know, another adult male, who, an elder, right? Meanwhile, he's probably fucking disgusted too, but I'm there um, in his little, you know, in, in his world, right? A guy who he's never really met before. So normally where he might be a little bit more relaxed and feel like comfortable and just fucking lambasting the food, he was a wop, right? So he was as disgusted as the rest of us. Yeah, he held back a little bit, right? He was trying to be a little bit diplomatic because there was a stranger there, me, a guy who he had just met. But we were all thinking it. We are all thinking about how terrible this was. So, you know, that added insult to injury, whatever. So, seven to one. We lost seven to one. And um, now this is a little bit weird for me. This is a weird one because it's kind of been decided that I'm just not the starting goalkeeper. The other goalkeeper is very good. I think I'm a good goalkeeper as well, but whatever. He's the starter. It's how it goes. I'm versatile. I can play on the pitch I used to, right? So it's one of those things. Now, granted, I, but I'm conscious of the fact that I'm not going to get many more starts in the league. So we have a cup game coming up the following week. Now, I just burned any and all goodwill that I might have had. I mean, if I wanted any assurances, I should have asked before the game, hey, can I start in the cup next week? But I didn't. You know, I was like, you know what? Just go out there naively, fucking like an idiot. I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. We'll go fucking put on a show. We'll win a game in Quebec. I'll keep it tight. They're going to have no choice but to start me in the cup. So after letting seven goals in, I, can't, I get off the fucking bench. <laughs> I, get, I get off the field to the bench, excuse me, pissed off, right? And I say to the coach, listen, next week in the cup, I want another chance. He goes, all right, we'll talk this week. Well, I got sick last week. Because uh, the chalet we were staying at, I, I don't know what the fuck I caught up there, but that was a whole other that was a whole other story. I mean, g- guys on my team going out clubbing till six a.m., getting woken up at six in the morning, trying to sleep the night before a game. We got to be at the pitch at noon. Guys are coming in, fucking twenty-seven-year-old married men coming in, fucking turning the lights on, waking me up. So I'm convinced that fucking did me in. I did a sauna too at the chalet we had. And I got thrown into a chlorine-filled indoor pool. I so I think whatever the hell I got, I got the I, I got the fucking I got the I got the Quebec virus, bro. Whatever the fuck it is, I got up there. It was, it was some weird form of COVID. So I wasn't at practice this week, and um, so whatever. So as a result, I uh, I was a little bit out of the loop. I was fucked up for the couple practices we had. So I uh, texted the coach the day before our game, the other day, right? And I say, hey, listen. I'm going to read this to you guys, okay? You guys ever played fucking football manager, right? And the backup goalie or a guy who hasn't really played all year gets really annoyed of not getting any minutes and he'll pull you aside and he'll say, hey, can I have a word? Can I speak for a minute? I did that. I did that with my coach. So this is a translated version of the, uh, of the, the I guess, the, the transcript Okay, the conversation between my coach and I the other day. Again, this is translated from French. I'll do the best I can here. So I told him first off, hey, I'm feeling good today. I'll be in top shape tomorrow. He says, sounds good. See you tomorrow. I said, well, hold on. I just wanted to really quickly follow up following the last game, uh, seeing as I didn't get a chance to speak to you this week at practice. I know that Santino is the starter at the moment. 
and he'll probably be the starter for every important game in the league until further notice. But, you know, not to put you on the spot here by text, but I wanted to know if you'd be comfortable with the idea of having me play in goal and start in the cup and rotate, you know? So I think I have a lot more to, so I continue. I said, I think I have a lot more to, I think I have a lot more to show. I think I have a lot more in me, right? I'm fucking putting it all out there. Cards on the table. So I continue. I think I've got a lot more to show despite the shit result in Quebec might suggest. And I'd really appreciate the chance to be the cup goalie as long as we're still in the competition, be it just this one game or if we go on a run for four or five games, if you'd be comfortable with it. It's your choice. This isn't a demand. It's just a friendly question. Seeing as I saw that we'd be a full 18 guys on the bench, and I presume that you probably wouldn't need me, you know, to come off the bench as a field player as we've been doing. All very reasonable. By the way, this is this is one of those times when I need a fucking producer or somebody to sit in for episodes with me. I've realized it's there's no going back, man. It's like fucking going up to business class and then having to go back and sit in sardine class. Like there's no going back to fucking solo pods right now where I'm just ranting into the mic by myself. My sweet dulcet tones in your ear without any reaction from anyone around me. Just dead radio silence. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I think I've got to try to coordinate more guests just to rant to. I don't want to interview people, you see. I'm not interested in talking to anyone and asking them about their opinions on the world and about Roe v. Wade and about what this all means for Inter now that Rom Lukaku's going back to them. We'll get to that. But um, it would really just be so that I could rant to them selfishly. Just have somebody to indulge me, you know? And just, uh, yeah, just somebody to stroke me off while I pod. Just a little filleting. That's all I need. Anyway. I'm all over the map here. So my coach replies. He replies very sternly. He says, hey, Sam. Well, I'm definitely going to go with Santino for the cup game on Saturday. He's without a doubt the best goalie who's ever played for our team in the last 19 years. And according to my scouts, uh, you put that in quotes. According to my scouts, he was until a few years ago one of the best goalies in all of Quebec. So having said that, I know I could count on you. I know that I can 100% count on you. For that reason that you're on the team, it's why we wanted to integrate you into the team, and uh, we're very happy to have you on the team. So, that was it. So, what am I going to say? <laughs> so, and it reads better in French, but <laughs> so, all that, he goes, hey, Sam. I mean, we're definitely going to go with Santino in the game. But, you know, thanks for asking and uh, stay in line and shut the fuck up. And I trust that you won't be putting me on the spot like this anymore. That's basically what he's saying, right? So this is where I either put in a transfer request or where I say, okay, I understand, boss. And my morale goes down a little bit. So we played the cup game. I knew the other goalkeeper on the other team, actually, the starter. He's a very, uh, very good goalkeeper who I played with a little bit uh, at a club when I was younger. And he was on the bench because the other team had rotated for the cup. And I'm not here to you know, trash my coach. He's a great guy. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm telling you what happened. So I sat on the bench, on the bench, with an understanding that whatever happened would happen and that maybe I would go in in the second half. 
seeing as I'm capable of doing so, I've done it before. Uh, right? That's where I grew up playing effectively, you know. So, at club level. So, I sat on the bench and watched my team play out this cup game. Now, bear in mind. Bear in mind. Everyone fucking rotates for cup games. That's just what you do, all right? When you have a doubleheader in hockey, the goalies don't play back-to-back -back nights typically. It's just one of those things, right? So we played the cup game. You want to know what the fucking result was of the cup game? 7-1! <laughs> oh, fuck. That's the remnants of the Quebec fucking variant that I got. Whatever the hell. Probably didn't help that I smoked a cigar the first day that I felt under the weather at my cousin's baptism and I had a cigarette outside in the blistering heat yesterday and I paid the price for it. I'm paying the price for it now, I guess. But, uh, yeah, 7-1. They lost the cup game 7-1 and I languished on the bench for the whole game and watched my team. At 6-1, I was really fucking, I was, I was, I was befuddled. I, mean, I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. It felt almost poetic. I mean, and again, coach is a great guy, but I mean, it's it's a little bit messy. Let's just put it that way. Like he's on the phone with an assistant who's another guy's dad who has COVID, but he's at the field anyway because he doesn't care. And he's wearing a mask outside on the other side of the field, outside the enclosed pitch, on the phone with our coach to kind of discuss and negotiate essentially who's going to go in as a substitute when we're down six to one. Coach is yelling at players, stop running because he doesn't want guys to get hurt. No injuries, boys. And uh, we changed formation at the end of the first half with the game still only 2-1. We actually took a 1-0 lead in the match. And with the game 2-1, we made a tactical change, which has to be said was the direct root of us conceding the third goal just before the stroke of halftime, which broke the camel's back. But it was funny because you see this assistant coach, this guy's dad who had COVID wearing the mask outside the enclosed pitch, who was on the other side of the field, all right, after we had instructed our defenders to go from a back three to a back four, he began barking instructions on the other side. But it just sounds like he's a fan, right, in the, ble in the bleachers, right, with, with, the other, with the other fucking people watching the game. And he's barking orders at people. So it was a bit of a shit show. We lost seven to one again. <clears throat> but, you know, at least we uh, put the best team out there that had the best chance of winning. I was so ashamed of the result that I uh, I had to lie. I missed my girlfriend's cousin's communion. She has twin cousins who made their communion. And uh, I missed it. I missed it to be in this game because I had to be ready. And I played zero minutes. But I told her that I played a little bit so she would feel less bad about it. Because that's how, that's how fucking far my tail was between my legs. And now I'm, uh, I'm on strike this week. I'm, I'm going to New York City tomorrow for a few days. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. So we'll see how they make do without me, I guess. Can, uh, can it get any worse? Can we, can we go for 8-1? I mean, so 7-1 is kind of acceptable now. It's socially acceptable because of the Brazil-Germany game at that World Cup a few years ago. But yeah, I need a much-needed vacation. I could use a much-needed vacation from the team at the moment. So going down for, uh, I don't know, a little work, a little pleasure. Being taken down to New York. It'll be a lot of fun um, with the lady. So, uh, yeah, very nice thing she planned out for us. Very diligently planned out, I have to say. When women plan a trip, they don't fuck around. They know exactly what they're wearing a month before they've even packed it. They know where you're eating. 
they have a general idea of what activities you might be doing, uh, you know. Like, even if they'll just say, like, hey, we could take it easy. Like, we'll just go with the flow. There's still a few things that are definitely, like, circled, right? Like, ooh, I'd like to maybe try this or see this. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. We're heading up there tomorrow at the crack ass of dawn at 6 a.m. Going to celebrate my birthday, actually. And I'm not going to tell you what my actual birthday is. Turning 25 years old, which I think officially makes me an adult. It's fucking scary as hell. Um, beyond 25, now in the second, in the latter half of my 20s. First of all, I remember being 20 yesterday. That's what it feels like. But in the latter half of my 20s, it feels like we're at a point now where if I have people that I know that you know, or having babies and shit and getting married, I can't look at them like, holy shit, that's crazy. For a while, I would do that if anyone got engaged. Like, I knew a fucking 23-year-old who had a baby. Oh, what the fuck? Jeez, that's crazy. Well, it's getting to a point now where it's like, hey, Sam, fucking shape up. But uh, yeah, so I'm not going to tell you guys when my birthday is because I don't want the fucking, I don't want the attention. I don't. And uh, I mean that. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a story here. My mom, my mom, again, still live at home, right? Italian adult child who lives at home my mom asked what are we doing for your birthday i said please absolutely nothing like can we just can we just have my grandfather over and have paula over and can we just like have some steak or something like let's make a tomahawk steak on the grill and that's it fuck it that's what i want normally i have my mother make like brajol and like meatballs and a, and a sauce from scratch and i get shit for it she's like fuck that's boring now granted i am born in july right so it is it is a little bit of a fucking wintry meal but she's like Come on, that's so boring. What? Like, and I'm like, literally, please save money. Don't let's not go to a restaurant. Let's please kindly just stay at home with the family, and that's it. Now I got asked, Sam, what do you want to do for your birthday? Do you want to have the family over? And I was like, absolutely not. What are you crazy? Are you crazy woman? No, absolutely not. We do not need to fucking bring attention to the fact it's my birthday. First of all, I don't post it anywhere because fuck you guys. If you knew me, all right. If you love me, you'll fucking reach out to me. And if you don't, that's what it is. I fucking put everyone's birthdays in a calendar and that's it. I don't, you know, some of them I remember, some of them I don't. I only remember because I wrote it in the calendar, but I made the effort to write it in the fucking calendar. So I figure if I can do it, other people can. I don't need people to be reminded it's my birthday. But more importantly, I'm 25 fucking years old. We had two COVID birthdays the last two years, so we didn't do shit. And I think that's perfect because prior to that, when I turned 22, I graduated from university and we did like one big ass party. It was like Sam's birthday, but it's also because he graduated. And I said right there and then, and I felt like I've been saying this for years, like after I turned 18, that I was done. I didn't want any more birthdays because I didn't want to keep receiving cash as an adult from my family who feel obligated to give me money just because my Italian mother wants to have a birthday party for me. So, so that's my thinking, right? And I get that it's ironic because I'm talking about my birthday, but fuck you. You don't know what it is, right? And we're going to keep it that way, all right? All right, uh, until someone makes a Wikipedia page for me and you can see it right there and then, you're not going to know when my birthday is. So I was out the other day at a pub, like just the other day, like two days ago. And uh, fuck me, bro. Dude, first of all, pub food. Oh, my God. Like, you think the Brits have a fucking weight problem like the Americans do? Everything's brown. It's all brown. It's fucking brown sauce. Fucking, there's Yorkshire pudding. Just cream and brown. Brown burgers. Fucking fried fish and chips. Just brown batter. Brown fries. Chips, sorry. Right? Brown ale. Oh my God. Fucking pint or whatever the hell it was. It wasn't Guinness. I wanted Guinness. They had something else. And it tastes terrible. But there's no bubbles in it, right? There's no 
carbonation. So it's great. You don't get the beer belly and shit. You don't get bloated. So uh, that was interesting. It actually shed a little bit of a light on how it is that the Brits are able to pound back all those pints that they do. But each one's a calorie fucking bomb. So I'm at this, anyway, so I'm at this pub for uh, an event with, uh, with a group of people, with a group of dudes, and uh, our girlfriends. Dude, there's this guy upstairs who I think was having a birthday celebration. The motherfucker had on a pink hat, a pink birthday hat. He was drunk out of his mind, fucking walking around like, what the fuck? You know when he's kind of, you know when you're kind of looking to the right, and then you whoop, you look to the left a little bit, like quickly and kind of confused, and then you go back to the right. It was sort of like that. The guy had on a pink birthday hat all night. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Who does that? Can you imagine, bro, fucking being in public and announcing everyone that it was your birthday? Like, I don't even like when people do this for like a bridal shower. The bride-to-be wears a tiara and a fucking sachet and her girlfriends are throwing a dildo in her face. I think that's a little pedestrian, right? Your birthday, bro. A pink fucking hat. A pink fucking hat in the middle of a fucking public establishment. You couldn't pay me. I don't even want my family to remember it's my birthday. As, am, I, am I alone on this? Am I fucking alone on this? I found that nuts. But anyway, you know, so uh, it's good. I mean, it's good that I that I kind of take on this mentality, I think, because it's part of growing up is to not want to impose on anyone. You know, it's, the, it's sort of the slow evolution into becoming an old retiree is that you don't want to impose on anyone and you don't want anyone to give you any attention ever. So... That's it. And I'm not saying I hate attention. I mean, I do stand-up comedy for fuck's sake. I do this podcast. I, I want your praise. I want you to fucking, I want you to fucking sing my praises and comment on my TikToks, which by the way, doing pretty well. Follow us on, I mean, like doing well for me anyway, you know, like, the pod does pretty well, but we don't get like 20,000 fucking downloads per episode. We're getting good numbers on TikTok. Check it out at cultural podcast. Um, but what the fuck was I saying? Um, all right. It's not like I don't love attention. Give it to me all you want. Just don't give it to me for doing nothing for being born. Because here's the thing. I dread ever. The reason I actually hide what my birthday is from people because I dread that someone might think I'm that guy who's talking about it for attention, right? Saying thanks for all the birthday wishes. You're never going to see that from me. I'm never thanking anyone for the birthday wishes publicly. Never. Never. And you know why? Because no one's ever going to know it's my birthday. You're never going to see it on fucking Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. You're never going to see it on any of those fucking platforms. You're never going to fucking see it. I tell my girlfriend, don't post anything for my birthday. There's no point. You wish me happy birthday. Wish it to me. Don't wish it to the world because then the world sees it's my birthday. And then they all reach out to me and say happy birthday because it's like they forgot. And then I don't get a good accurate sample size of the people that really remembered. I need to know that shit, man. That's how fucking that's how fucking southern Italian I am, bro. I need to fucking know at all times who's done what, fucking who's who's fucking paid their dues, who's shown respect, who's not. It's like just drilled into me, man. It's like drilled into me. Another thing I do is like when a family event comes up, I always make an effort to give way more cash than I need to. Just to fuck it, just to, just, and I hope it gets out. You know what I mean? I say here, it's very subtle here, you know, for, for you. But I kind of, I'm, I'm, I usually like to give such an obscene amount. Like I try to make sure it's always in the upper echelon of fucking dowries being given. 
or bushta being given. What's a dowry? Is a dowry a wedding? I don't know, fucking know. Anyway, uh, I always try to make it such that I'm in the uh, like the upper percentile, you know, because I want it to be noted so that they fucking remember. And then I'm the guy. I'm the guy who fucking is very generous. You see, I'm the guy who tips well. I'll fucking tip twenty seven percent in a restaurant if it's like my friend's dad's place or something. Oh, Sam tipped twenty seven percent. What's wrong with him? Who tips above 20%? That guy does. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. It's all about appearances. All about appearance. I'm very good at keeping up appearances and acting like I care when I don't. It's 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 a skill, and you guys all need to you guys all need to fucking implement that in your lives as well. I uh, I maintain that. But um anyway, what's going on in the football world, man? I, I'm not happy, bro. Are you fucking shitting me? Chelsea Football Club. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Ron Lukaku got bought for what? 100 mil a year ago from Inter and they're sending him back for nothing? What are they? Are they loaning him back? To be fair, the man never played. But you know, so Chelsea's never going to see a cent for him. He's going to probably have to... I mean, you you got to think that he's going to ask for another year at Inter and another year at Inter. He's just going to keep extending this loan in perpetuity like Alvaro Morata's had for years. Are you fucking shitting me, man? Just when you thought they couldn't fucking get any stronger. They're signing Rom Lukaku. They basically fucking sold him on loan. They sold him on loan. They rinsed money. It's like a money laundering thing. They fucking just rinsed 100 million euro clean... I always fucking get the currencies mixed up. I'll say dollars, euro, pounds. In my mind, it's just 100 million, 100 million units. Once it crosses like a certain threshold, once a transfer crosses 50 million, I don't even care what the actual figure is. I'll just spew out one of the numbers that I think I might have heard and I might misattribute the currency that it was spent in because I just say at a certain point, like once you get beyond a certain threshold, it's just a big fucking deal. It's a big deal that was made. That's how I view this. So Inter got 100 million, let's call it euro, but what, what the fuck do I know? Was it 100 million euro for Rom Lukaku last year that they can now put onto their books and now they get the player back? It's a fucking cheat code. What the fuck? I heard this news, I was losing my mind, but here's the good thing. As a Juve fan, there's some silver lining to this, and you know, I think this is good news if you're just an Italian football fan because it's kind of funny to see. Somebody languish and suffer. So Paolo Dybala. Nobody likes a rat, right? We don't like to see rats fucking get theirs, right? We all like to see a rat get punished. That's what we like. It's just how we are as a society, all right? Paolo Dybala went against the family, all right? It was reported this week. I mean, granted, I think the reporter was from Sette Gold. So that's a garbage fucking platform. But some guy said, some guy, I saw on Twitter, some guy said, that apparently Paulo Dybala was offered 10 million euro by Juve last November, as was reported, right? He then apparently picked up the phone and called Beppe Marotta and said, you want to match it because I have a 10 million euro offer on the table right now. He thought he was in like a position of power. And I think when Juve got wind of this, somehow they caught wind of it, they rescinded the offer right there and then. And nothing was the same since. He got injured, he got fucked over. Uh, kind of by circumstance, but really by his own, I mean... Through his, own, through his own choices and his agent. Don't hire your brother as an agent. 
Stop hiring your cousin or your father as your agent. Don't mix money and family. Don't do it. The guy's a fucking degenerate. He's a fucking degenerate mooch who's never fucking scored a goal in his life. And this is his fucking big ticket. That he happened to be Paulo Dybala's brother. It's a bad move. It's a bad fucking move. I thought about this before. My brother, we might have to have my brother on the podcast someday. I don't know. But he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's all right for a socialist is what I say, you know. But um, there's a, listen, like there's something about, my brother, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to, my, my brother's either going to be a billionaire or he's going to be uh, a hippie. It's one or the other. You know what I'm saying? And I've thought about this. If he winds up becoming a hippie and I go on to be a lot more successful than him, if, if, would it be right or wrong if I cut him into the family business? Is it a bad idea? Should I just give him a jo- just jobs for the boys? What would I do? I don't know. But I think, I think, and listen, my brother goes on and makes a fucking billion. I don't think he should give me a cent. I think you got to take fucking, I think you got to take stock of what's going on with Paulo Dybala right here. And you got to say, keep your brother the fuck out of your business. All right. What's that show, Property Brothers? Those two guys that buy and develop and flip houses and shit. That's an exception, all right? If I ever asked my brother to manage him, if I ever asked permission, hey, I can manage your affairs, you know what I mean? It's over for me. I'm selling my soul. Like, that's just, it's just, I'm just accepting that I'm a mooch. I, I will have become a trust fund kid. So, Paulo Dybala's fucking retarded brother couldn't get the deal with Juve because he fumbled it. He went against the family. They said, fuck you. They rescinded the offer. Now get this. It was reported a few weeks ago that Inter were offering him 5 million euro and Juve fans were pissed. Apparently now, Inter are no longer interested in him because they can get Romelu Lukaku back for free. (coughs) Cocksucker. Apparently the only offer he has on the table now is from Sevilla for 3 million euro a year. 3 million euro a year. Bro, what's the world coming to? What's the world coming First of all, this is hilarious. Paulo Dybala winds up having to go to Sevilla. It's hilarious. Apparently, Real Madrid are also interested in him. If they come in and they fucking offer him more than 10 million euro, I'm going to be so pissed. They can lowball him and offer him four right now, and he has to accept it, but they don't give a shit. And I hope he gets less money just because it'd be a lot more funny. It'd be a lot more funny because, frankly, I've built up the straw man of the, uh, of the kid that I've come to dislike over the past couple of weeks as he's you know, gone through the whole shtick of, of crying and then proceeding to leave the club. Also, whenever I see his girlfriend, I think of that scene of The Sopranos where AJ has his uh, eyebrows fucking shaved off. And Tony comes in the fucking house and goes, the fuck's wrong with you? What's different with you? Right? That was a terrible Tony Soprano. When he goes, the fuck's the matter? What's the matter with you? Something's different. Something's different. And Carmella goes, he has no eyebrows, Tony. <laughs> Oh, my God, that was a good scene. That might be one of my favorite scenes on the whole show. Then Tony freaks out. He does that thing where he kind of gets all serious. <laughs> and he says to him, what does he say? He says something like, uh, no, if you got something to tell us, if you have some sexual proclivity with that teacher or whatever, now's the time to tell us. Hey, what went on up there? Poppers and weird sex. <laughs> like, such a good scene. So I think of that any time I see uh, Dybala's girlfriend. She bleached her eyebrows blonde, I think. That's a look right there. You know, make me look like an alien. Let's let's just do it. Fuck it. What do I care? Isn't it funny how you have all these people that like by most metrics are very hot, very attractive, and they just try to fuck themselves up and make themselves ugly, you know? 
Like some of the haircuts that women get now just really harsh in their features, you know. Or like uh, dudes getting face tattoos and shit. Just trying to harden themselves up, you know what I mean? Make themselves look harsher. People shaving eyebrows or bleaching eyebrows. Me. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo might be going to Roma as well. It came out that apparently the deal was signed. I don't know what happened here. I haven't heard about this for a few days. But a couple of days ago, there seemed to have been some audio recording that got leaked. Where the directors at Roma were basically saying that it was signed. Uh, Man United are coming out saying he's not available for transfer. So something's up here. But uh, it'd be really funny if... He just fucking stayed at Man United and then Roma fucking wind up looking really dumb for having ever even entertained the thought. But I'm, it's at that point now where you're, where you're hearing really mixed reviews, right, of what the fuck is really happening. Apparently, George Mendes is actually offering him to Roma actively, right? And the Roma themselves are emphatically denying that there are any talks at all. So I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with this one. But, I mean, what a, what a weird... What a weird figure he's become at any club he goes to now you know it's almost like this there's this duality to him where he'll score goals but he's so individualistic now not just as a I mean, he was always a self-centered guy it seemed right he was always like chasing his own personal goals it's probably what motivated him to be great but he worked in the team a little bit better because he kind of could get involved in the play now he's just like the best poacher in the world but he's just that, a poacher. So you always wind up fucking looking for him. And it's like the more he kind of trickles down the football hierarchy of clubs, the more the players around him are going to worship him and only try to give him the ball, and the worse they're probably going to play as a result. I mean, I'd love to see him play under Mourinho again, though, man. I think Mourinho has a lot more to give to the Italian football scene. I really do. The more I think about it, the more it makes sense to me that he kind of just become an icon at Roma, given how the first year went and how much of a roller coaster it was. I don't know. I'm seeing the potential. I'm seeing the potential for like some some, some beautiful uh, moments, some controversy, some uh, some more red cards, maybe some trophies here and there. Can you imagine if he signed Ronaldo, how great that would fucking be for that club. It'd be good for the league. It would be. I actually think it would be better for the league if Ronaldo was at Roma than if he was at Juve. Juve could build around a project and Roma could just kind of build around a name that makes more sense but they have a good little sporting project going on there but I think what we saw at Juve was that having a player bigger than the club didn't work I think at Roma they could afford it for a few years it'd be fucking dope um short little pod for you guys checking in heading to New York this week a lot of fun things planned out we'll see how things pan out we'll see what the fuck goes on we'll see what uh, stories I got for you guys when we check in next um so that's it hope you guys all have a great week and uh, that's it. Little short one this week, people. Uh, that's it. Just follow us on all platforms at Cultural Podcast. No clips this week, also from this fucking episode. This is an audio only one. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I gotta start getting moving here. I got a very busy day going on uh, ahead of the road trip tomorrow. So I'm checking out for now. We'll catch you soon. Until next time, enjoy the outro. Enjoy the week. Alla prossima. Ciao. Sei contenta? Anche oggi ho fatto sorgere il sole. Ci è voluto un po' convincerlo, vedi? Ho dovuto raccontargli di te. Ci credi? Sei contenta, ordinato ai pesci di salutarti, quando ti saresti immersa nel mare, e nell'aria un profumo orientale, e alle api miele pappa reale, e alla radio solo quelle canzoni, che ti fanno stare di buon umore, e agli oroscopi di tutto il pianeta, ordinato il tuo segno, fortunato in amore, cosa non farei per te, che sei? 
sensibile all'estate D'inverno ti nascondi ma poi Riprendi i tuoi colori e mi fai Guarda, 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 guarda Guarda che sole che c'è là fuori Guarda che sole che c'è là fuori Guarda che sole che c'è là fuori Sale la temperatura, sale, sale, 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 sale la temperatura, sale